Welcome to the whitest house. Play souls haunt the halls when the light is out. Except the blood of your door and the wicked mouth. The last gasp of a world that is dying out. Welcome to the whitest house. Where every room is a tomb that they lie about. Where you can put your filthy feet on the finest couch. And for the right amount, you can even buy it out. Since of your entire political identity, you might be a white supremacist. Welcome. To this week in white supremacy, we're back with the full lineup. We got, you know, and a less with us, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we got the twins together. <clears throat> you know, I'm here as well. Um, so yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what? I'm here as well. <laughs> I had great seat with my friend. No, I have, I have, I have <laughs> come back to Wednesdays. What's up? What is, what is avocados? <laughs> Premium avocados. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, well, so welcome to this week in white supremacy. I'm Jasiri X. I am co-founder and CEO of One Hood Media. Um, I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues. Uh, you know, Emmy Award winning Trevor One LS in the building. Never like supremacy. You already know. We're back at it. Different? You feel me? After being in the musical, acting and shit, we here. And what what's the '98 mean? What's the Oh, you know, like twins, deep cover ninety eight. Trying to oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Gotcha. You don't have the lyrics. We get, well, I, could we say lyrics on here? I think so. I don't know. No, I could do like the ad lib, the hype man to break it up. Yeah, I might, I might take some big pun. So, yeah, that's what I need about like copyright. Yeah. Go ahead, you go Fat Joe and Remy. Fat Joe and Remy. Is that how y'all go? <laughs> well, it was, it was gonna be pun. Why is that too light skin and I'm dark skin? I mean, you, it's a man, you're a woman. Like, I mean, did you just assume her gender? Oh damn! This is getting. I did not. I have worked with you all. I have worked with you all. I never. Obviously, we on one already. Do you all want to introduce yourselves? When world's ninety eight. He talked to us like a dad just now. Like he put his dad. That's a disappointment. Right. Is that I'm, I'm 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 you know I'm here and she's here, okay. Twins are here. Twins are here. Uh, you know they they you know, we're getting fired. <laughs> I swear I key. <laughs> they they them are the twins. Yeah, the lady them for you all. They them okay. they them we they them we. I got you. I got you. Um, I can count That's something. New York City Public School didn't fail me completely. So, um, you know, I guess we can go ahead and get started. I mean, you know, the big, I mean, I mean, it's, it's mad white supremacy going on, but the biggest, oh, thank you. The documentary was dope. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Who said that? Uh, Virginia said the documentary. Oh, thank you so much. That was very good of you to say. Thank you. Um, so let's get started. I mean, John Gruden, John Gruden was the coach of the, oh, I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders. What yes. His pronouns are was and were. <laughs> and you know, I mean, he, you know, hundred million dollar contract. You know, I bet you he got seventy. I bet you he got seventy. I mean, he, I, you know, the, I, I don't know if you resign, how that works. Like, did they negotiate a buyout? Who they knows? Had, I guarantee you, they did. Yeah, but you know, it it started it started for him with a comment that he made about. The NFL Players Union Chief, um, 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 is it uh, 
how you pronounce this dude's name? Well, he spelled it dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he came for his lips and neck. <laughs> oh my God. Are we just gonna call him Mr. Smith? All right, so we're looking for his comment. Specific comment that he came with. Do you have the comment? Oh, I have it memorized. <laughs> Here, it is. Here it is. Here it is. He called him the Boris. The Morris. The Morris Smith. The Morris Smith. Had lips inside. Missing with tie founders. The Morris Smith has lips the size of Michelin. Woo! I'm a big lip nigga, but goddamn, like, that is some funny shit. So, apparently, you know, he explained this. John Gruden's reply to this was that he was upset with him because he felt like he was lying about the players. Remember them greasy nigga lips. <laughs> so he caught them this out of spite. They weren't, like, joking around. No, what's the thing? He just put it in the email like the vote, bro. Yes. This was the email. So, mind you, let's put the, you know, the NFL is investigating Dan Schneider and the Washington Redskins. So, all of this came out because Josh Gruden was emailing the president of the Washington Redskins, Bruce Allen. So, this was just, this was one of his emails that DeMorris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires, which is, you know, one, calling him dumb as a black man, dumb. This is dude's a lawyer. He's the head of the NFL Players Union. Clearly, hey, he's not dumb. He's a lot of things, but not dumb. He's not dumb. And then, of course, saying his lips submission and tires. Hey, just like last week, when we ask white people to get creative with the racism, this is what we expect. The bar is high. Now, the bar is very high. I wonder what Michelin... Like what they think at this point. They just like trending. Michelin ties are trending. Gee, I wonder why. The PR department probably sweating bullets right now. Oh my God. So anyway, he tried to say that he calls people that are liars rubber lips. So that this wasn't about his lips being big. What? But then he say as big as Michelin tires? Lips the size of, that's what he said. The size of Michelin tires. But this was his, his, you talking about creative racism. Oh, I call everybody that slides rubber lips. Like, I mean, he was trying to cover it up by saying loose links, uh, loose lips sink ships. Like the old British, uh, the British Navy, Her Majesty's Navy saying. Like, no, bro, that's not, that's, that's not what we're saying here. Absolutely not. But, like, you know, I'm when, never it one hour. Go ahead. when it came out, you know, he apologized. He said that, um, he said that, um, he didn't have a racist bone in his body. And he was not immediately fired or asked to resign. Something going on? What's... What was bro's name? Mr. Smith? That he's Somebody stop on the door. We're good. Oh, the 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 I think it's Demar uh Demar Smith. Demar Smith. Yeah, Demar Smith is his name. So it would be a bad move if Michelin tried to like sponsor him. <laughs> It'd be a bad move if they put his lips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if they made his lips a pair of tires. <laughs> <laughs> Would they gave him like lifetime supply of tires? That'd be just insult to injury. I 
don't know. That would be kind of hard, though. They said, yo. That would be dope. And Mitch, that makes good artists. So it's like, you know, that's not that highly expensive. Especially if you drop yeah. a, you know, if you have a wheel, wheel uh, over 17 inches, tires are expensive. Yeah, that that wouldn't be bad. But, so, but at the same time. I got 18 like, inches on my car. I'm just saying, like, my tires are wild expensive. So, anyway, uh, Farouk. Um, it's not expensive. Free me to me this shit. Stop trying to make me into a big financial crisis. John Gruden was able to coach the game this weekend. The Raiders lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had different black players and coaches kind of speaking up for him. Like I said, he said he didn't have a racist bone in his body. He said he didn't I have a blade of racism in his body. And that just sounds all racist to me. That, that, that doesn't sound a blade of race. Never even heard. This is the thing. Like, I mean, you're, 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 would you say Miracle? Because the Marrow's racist. We've already been with Duke. We've already, we've already established it. So you're racist from the root. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, your bones might not be racist, but guess what? Racist things are coming out of your mouth. Like, I don't know what your bones is doing. <laughs> but there's racism coming out of your, physically coming out of your mouth. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's good. That was really good. That was that was some minister talk right there. That's what I'm talking about, bro. So, anyways, I guess more emails came out over the weekend where he not only, you know, went after, you know, my man, you know, called brother Mission Lips, but he also called the he called the the you know commissioner of the NFL the F word. He talked about gay players shouldn't be drafted and you shouldn't be forced to draft gay players. He has the only openly gay player in the NFL currently on his team. He talked about um, that um, players shouldn't be punished for protesting the national anthem. Specifically called out Eric Reed, said he should be punished. He shouldn't be allowed to play the game. He talked about women shouldn't be referees. So all of this came out and so he ended up... Now, mind you, now, so he resigned. He left. He wasn't fired. He resigned. Now, these emails were from 10 years ago. Does that matter to you all that they were from 10 years ago? And is this, is this like cancel culture? A lot of people said, <clears throat> this is cancel culture. This was from 10 years ago. It shouldn't matter if the, now. I would, I would want to hear him explain himself. This is so he said he, his, 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 his press conference was very white because he was like, yeah, I said it and I don't want to talk about it again. Wow. He, that, that, I'm not talking about this again. Like, but this was before the the emails with the misogyny and the F word and all that came out. This is when it was just particularly pertaining to, to Michelin lips. He said, I said it and I'm not going to talk about this again. And, and, he, and he also he also said to his he said he called the guy, he called yeah. Demaris and tried to apologize to him. <laughs> but after all this other stuff came out, if he didn't even decide to try to challenge it, trouble. He basically just resigned. And he basically said he didn't want to be a distraction for the Raiders. I didn't, didn't mean I didn't mean to hurt anyone. Right. He was all right. He didn't mean to hurt anybody. He resigned. So it's, this I wasn't think that uh, I meant that shit. It's not changing. I might as well just get out the way. Well, then it also, it's not really cancel culture if you quit. Like he resigned. Like now, was he pressured by the NFL? Was he pressured by the Raiders? We don't know. He resigned. He said he didn't want to be a distraction. Um, and so, comments? 
Do you have any comments, twins? You want to take the mic first? Go ahead. I think the NFL definitely leaned on him. I think that the, the, the GM of the Raiders was like, okay, listen, we'll let you slide talking about these black players once because it was 11 years ago and you didn't work for us then. But now we got more. And if we're worried about more coming out, yeah, bro, how about we give you 70 million or like, you know, X on a percentage of your contract, maybe a little golden parachute or something because you know, white folks get shit like that whenever they leave places for, you know, ethical reasons or whatever it is. They always get a nice right. little golden parachute and just go away and just, you know, go, go quietly into the night, go on a yacht someplace where there's like-minded people around you to feel this way and just let us play football. And then maybe, you know, 15 years down the line, if you're still alive, we'll like do some type of a rebranding or something. Who knows? And, uh, you know, Woogie says some of the emails were for 2015. Well, no, I think, I think you're right in the sense that like, you know, one email about one black guy that you tried to explain away, you know, there were black people that were quick to jump up and defend John Gruden and say they knew him. He wasn't racist. So you think it's like, okay, who was the, uh, this, this is why, this is why I have issues with the NFL and the race issues because wasn't it, um, I always call him Bradley Cooper, but it's not Bradley Cooper. It was a wide receiver from the Philadelphia Eagles who ironically had the surname Riley Cooper. Yeah. Who said all the players were niggers. And he played on the team, and everybody was. I know what. Like, no, he he didn't say he was caught. He was like, well, he was caught saying it. Doesn't matter. And he it's was caught saying nigger. Yeah. So to me, it's the same thing. It's like you said. You mm-hmm. called me. It, it. It's whatever. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But he wasn't really reprimanded. He didn't no. really. And that's fine. It's just like you know. I think Stephen A. said something that I don't always agree with Stephen A. Um, especially when he talks about boxing because he shouldn't. Um. He, John Gruden has to deal with the black community. Riley Cooper should have had to shoot a fair one with every black person in that locker room, in my opinion. Like, in my opinion, what happens is, what happens is people, it's like people conflate like, oh, I have a personal relationship with this guy. Right. But people conflate like he wasn't racist towards like, he never said anything racist towards me. He's not racist. And and that's the thing. It's like, and and I did. And I'll lodge up Keyshawn Johnson because Keyshawn has been saying this forever. Yeah. Even while he was like, yeah, I'm on a Super Bowl with this man, but I ain't like him then neither because I thought he was a sack of shit. And yeah, so he said he, he said he felt he was a fraud. He felt like, yeah, well, you call yeah. yeah, he felt like he was a fraud. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and a lot of people basically have said this, made this, you know, that he won with Tony Dungy's player, but Tony Dungy was one of the black people that jumped up to defend him. You know what I'm saying? And defend him against his racism. So I think, like, I can't speak for other black people's cosign of you. And I'm not going to. I just know how you make me feel. And I don't care. Like, you know, you could love my brother. My brother could love you. But if I don't like you and you make me feel a way, that's my personal truth. Yeah, and I think, I think, but that's what happens, right? Something, you know, we saw with uh, Rachel Nichols, right? Rachel Nichols got caught saying some wild stuff. And so black people were like forced to like talk about her character, and I know, right? You know, why would not win? What to defend these white people in these spaces? Hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think like yeah. once he says the stuff about you know, once he's using all these gay slurs, he's talking about not wanting gay players. He's talking about not wanting women referees. Supposedly, um, these photographs of um, the Washington cheerleaders that they're in litigation about, those were sent to him that were new photographs of these cheerleaders that they did not want 
um, to be taken. So I think you once you have all of this, I mean, you call the commissioner of the NFL the F word, you call them the P word. Like at that point, that's going to be asked of you every single time. Did you talk to the commissioner? Did you do this? Did you meet with gay rights groups? Did you meet? And, and to me, he just didn't want to do that work. He was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm paid. I got money. Yeah, he got his money. I'm going to just fade out into the oblivion and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Miracle, what's your take on this? You know what it's gross? I know what we get. Yeah, I've heard that. I was like, oh, shit. You know, if we don't make it home, this is going to be the last. It is fucked. Did you know that a group of crows is called a murder of crows? Why would you say that, though? I'm just letting you know. I'm just educating you because they're right outside the window. (laughs) (laughs) Murder on. How movies get written. I think at the end of the day, um, he resigned because he realized that he had messed up. And again, the audacity of whiteness is thinking you can go on a work email, which I am very confused about. Because, <laughs> like, all of this stuff was happening on the work email. Right. At one point, he said, maybe I should text these things. Right. Like, if I'm going to possibly commit federal crimes, why am I doing it on the work email? That's the first thing I don't understand. Because, like, I think the audacity of email this stuff with somebody from another organization. It's just like, that's out here wilding. Like, I don't even get that. And to me, he got fired because once they started to do the review of these emails and the sexual harassment stuff is the crux of this investigation. Once the, oh, you were in it, like, calm black people, whatever. You have your Jason Whitlocks, your Tony Dundas, who are always going to excuse anti-blackness for the sake of the green dollar, right? And so they're going to let white people say whatever they want to say about black people because they're because they're always going to say, oh, it was, you know, locker room talk or that's how this is what it is in sports. But when I was like, oh, you were participating in this culture that we're possibly facing lawsuits from, and you're talking about players being hired and fired that could possibly go to employment discrimination issues. So we know, what was it? Mike Sam, I think was his name. Sam something. Yes. And other people Sam. Um, who have said that the NFL won't hire them because they are gay. You kind of have now given leeway for other players to bring a discrimination suit against the company. I think that's what they got fired because I've always said you can do whatever, but once you mess with people's money, that's when they're going to look like, like, bruh, hold on, hold on. Uh, right. That was the issue. And I think, again, like, yeah, racism always gets excused because I don't like to say the uncle word or the cool word, but people who tell this description um, are always yeah. so forgiving of racism and without any compromising on this. I think that's what kind of got up the second rate um, wave going. But when that first email hit, all he was doing was just locker room talk. So what? Maybe he does have big lips. Maybe he do like Michelin tires. And I personally have never seen people say tires and lips favor each other of all the. Yeah, I've never, never, never never heard that one. And so I was also like, sir, why are you looking at tires like that? Like, it's also my, my question. Because I would never, that would never be the comparison. You know, I. With with a place that is ripe with anti-black environments and atmospheres as ESPN is, I think it's hilarious how fast they threw John Gruden under the bus. You know, because like ESPN is not innocent of they they they, they had editors allow 
anti-Asian comments be made, um, yeah. anti-LGBTQIA plus comments be made, anti-Black comments be made on regular. And they allow yeah. personalities or writers to publish these things. But I just think it's funny that they dash John Gruden under the bus right now. Yeah, I mean, my a friend of mine who um, um, writes about sports and race, Chuck Mahdi, broke down um, a game that was just um, on um, the Thursday night game. I guess Geno Smith came in after Russell Wilson got hurt. And he showed how, like, they tried to act like Geno Smith lost the game. And one of the things that they actually did on ESPN is they muted the audio where the um, commentators were actually saying the, the wide receiver fell down. And they tried to make it seem like this black quarterback, his mistake cost him the game, and that wasn't even the case. So he did a whole article like, this is what ESPN does. You know what I'm saying? They kind of, you know, so you're right. But also the NFL, I mean, you have these two institutions, the NFL and ESPN, that are steeped in anti-blackness and institutional racism and white supremacy, all trying to scramble now. Mm. And what's wild is that what they do, like you said, Gruden will be a scapegoat, and then they'll go back to not hiring black coaches, not hiring black general managers, not hiring black people in any power positions. Um, and they'll just go back to whatever it was. Now, is there, do you all take, you know, one of the right-wing talking points was that, you know, for instance, the Tampa Bay Bucks took Gruden out of their ring of honor. Mm-hmm. One of the talking points was, but they have Richard Sherman on the team, who just I'm was black Right. And Antonio Brown. What about these guys that have had, you know, done some stuff? Um, why are they still in the NFL? This is this is what's powerful about this. Can we talk about Tom Brady's driving? Anybody remember that? When he got in that accident? I remember when Ben Roethlisberger, like, flipped his... I mean, you know, he I, did more, Tom, more stuff than that. I mean, you know, Tom, Brady caused, Tom Brady caused a car accident um, for reckless driving and seriously injured somebody. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He got that shit suffocated super fat. He was still with the Patriots at that point. But right. Yeah, that was racist because all they did was name a bunch of black people that they had problems. Right. They named, like we mentioned, they named Ben Roethlisberger. They named some of these white people that have a history uh, doing wild stuff and 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 wildly, did nobody had a problem when Kylie Kaepernick kneeled down? When Kylie Kaepernick kneeled down, didn't bother nobody, didn't hurt nobody, just sat silently kneeled on the sidelines. They was quick to say that dude shouldn't have a job. There, you know, there's, there's something, and maybe it's because I just really like him as an athlete. Um, and this might be just me standing, but I think it's a very annoying topic whenever because we're here and this is my show too. I could talk about this. Um, we don't give Antonio Brown any grace in the terms of mental health crises. We don't give Antonio Brown any any uh, uh grace when it comes time to him dealing with CTE. Everything just around around AB is just always about his antics, and it's like you know, if this was a white athlete who was struggling with these same problems, we'd be having a completely different conf- uh, conversation about AB. See, I I, I disagree. I I mean, I think Antonio Brown. Brought a lot of that on them. So I mean, you know, you're showing up. Yeah, you sure did. I mean, you in a, in, a, in a helicopter. What he needed to do to get the trade that he needed from a team that wasn't ready to support him in the way that he needed, and what allowed him to be himself. Because look at him thriving in Florida, having fun, going live from the pool, but bathing in the sun. I mean, you know, he did, but Antonio Brown still did. You know what I'm saying? There were. 
text messages where he harassed this woman who was an artist that was supposed to do stuff at his house. He did some wild stuff around with him and his baby mom that's on video. Like, he still did wild stuff. Is it CTE? I mean, you could say that for any football player, but let's not act like he was just somebody that has been targeted. He did. I think Anton Brown has been targeted. I think Anton Brown has been targeted. Football players do stuff. I think a part of it was he was very in his own right, vocal about some of the injustices that happened. And not only that, he was the only player who was out, you know, in his own right, supporting the protests that were going on. And he got a lot of pushback. And I think sometimes for athletes who have been loved their whole entire career, the moment you go get the ring to be supported and and then to literally tweet out like two words in support of organizers and all of a sudden have an institution and people come at you. I think it just did something to him on top of having a personal, you know, a public personal squat with people, you know, a, a prior relationship with. And it's to him, you know, saying that the situation wasn't a harassment, but a consensual situation and seeing it as a money grab, whether whether it was or wasn't. I think it was a lot. And then we saw the repercussions of that. But we always see athletes acting out. You know, it's not like any given Sunday where they're cutting cars and half. You know, a little bit of culture, a little bit of reference. Um, but the athletes are always acting out. But I think that we, what we've also seen this past week is that the report came out that, like, I think it was the ESPN reporter, the other sports reporter, was sending out articles to get reviewed from the administration. Yeah. That was yeah. Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter, yeah. So what we're seeing is a lot of the, the, the viewpoints are sanitized, are coming from the actual organization themselves. Yes. Whereas we only get, oh, this this athlete's acting a type of way because they don't have the support. And so we, now we have to be like, well, was he acting out or was there something else going on that we did get the full story because the, the administration is, is approving these reports? And I would say one final thing about AB before we move on is that in, in Colin Dunlap here in Pittsburgh actually said this, um, him and... Um, uh, Andrew Muller, or Chris Muller, Chris Muller of the fan, they both had brought up great points about AB's antics and linking them to his incidents with Vontez Burfick, that he got uh, drastically more unpredictable and sporadic because of the the level of the concussions that he he sustained at the hands of, you know, another football player. So these, these are conversations that I think really need to be taken into accountability, not just with AB, but with a lot of people except for racist-ass head coaches. I no, think I mean, and I, and I think, I mean, I'm saying this like, do black athletes, are they treated much differently? Just like you said, I, I, absolutely. Like, are black athletes scrutinized more, held up to a different standard? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of like, you know, because we're about to go into our educating piece. You know, it's this idea of like, oh, they got locks, they got, you know, cornrows, how they look. And so all of a sudden now, they become yeah. and, and, and treated much differently, right? Cam Newton, like now, all of a sudden, like, he's a problem because you don't like how he dresses after the game. Like, the brother... I don't like how he dresses. First of all, I mean, it was styling and profile. But, but, and it, he, but that has nothing to do... Right, that has nothing to do with his play. That has nothing no, to do with not at all. That, there's not there's yeah. 31 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton right now. Exactly. But that becomes an issue... As a black dude, like with how he dresses and, and all this. So I agree with that 100%. But I, you know, like I said, when I said, I, I also think like I, there were things that Antonio Brown did that he brought upon himself. The locker room video was, in my opinion, was egregious. 
Oh, no, I mean, he does much more great Accident number one. Well, much more, much more great stuff than that. But let's, let's, we can, we can move on. You know what I'm saying? We don't, I mean, unless you want to make it the sports. Well, I mean, let's, I guess, we look, let's you didn't even sports. make a sports talk. Yeah, we can still do a lot of sports because that makes Yes. like, y'all looking like criminals. Let's meet this athlete. Right, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, let's stick to sports because there was a big boxing match over the weekend. That I predicted. Right. That I predicted. Uh, Tyson Fury. I mean, everybody pretty yeah. much thought, you know, although Deontay Wilder, you know, he he held his own. I mean, he definitely did a lot better than he did the first, the second fight. And, I mean, he he showed a lot of grit. He showed a lot of heart. Uh, but then a video came out uh, with Tyson Fury. Was this, is this a new video or old? Oh, I just want to know. I don't know when this video but came out. Whatever it is, because his son looked so uncomfortable. His son looked Can you say the Can you pull that uh, Tyson Fury video up? Um, um, yeah. uh, so we get a trigger warning. There's a white man about to say the N word. Trigger warning is this week, white supremacy. You should already know what you get into, but trigger warning. Good point. Tyson Fury, let's get it. <laughs> he looked at his son too, like, nigga. <laughs> and they didn't even say anything until that part, too. They were waiting for it. They were like, oh, snap. So, does that, you know, uh, Farouk, you're a boxing fan. I don't know if you're a fan of Tyson Fury. No, I, you know, I just had a, I just had something come up in my time hop yesterday where I had him, uh, Danny Garcia, Adrian Broner, and a clown in the same photo grid. Um, yeah. I think Tyson Fury is a fantastic boxer. You can't deny that. Does it, does it matter that, like, he's not American? Is that like a... Because, I mean, he has, like, a black trainer. Yeah. You know what I'm like, you're obviously, you're in boxing. You're, it's kind of that same thing that, like, you know, well, you know Rudin will say, well, I'm not racist. I've been around black people my whole career. To be an NFL coach means you majority of your teammates are going to be black. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, we saw stories come out about John Rudin. He had a black punter that he cut because he didn't like his personality. It had nothing to do with his actual punting. So, like, is this the same thing where Tyson Fury will more, like, more than likely say, I'm around black people. I, I love black people. I have black people. I love them. You know, he's he from the Midlands. Like, you know, he's, he's from the Midlands of, 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 of England. Um, that it's doesn't culture. mean. No, it's not his culture at all. Him and Jesse, that's why he's yeah, out here. I mean, he, brown skin and inward drop. He, you know, I think Jesse. That's what I wanted to know when when Tyler when when Tyson Fury's video was like. I didn't know if that was new or old. Like, it, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Um, but what was the question you asked me? Do I feel? Yeah, like does that make you look at him differently? I look at all entitled white men the same. They're all racist. Yeah, miracle. Do you have any proof to me? Otherwise, like I'll look at you like you racist. Do, do you have any feelings about Tyson Tyson Fury? I can try to say, like, show one, it depends on what type of black people are in their lives. Because the only way you're comfortable... Can you, can you get a little... The only way you're okay, comfortable saying the N-word and you have black friends, if your dumbass black friends let you say the N-word. And that's it, man. And that is Stop it. Left. I tell my friends, if y'all get caught up, don't say, don't use me as any excuse. I'm going to be like, suck the suck. I don't know you. Um, because I don't understand how hard it, how, why is it so difficult to get, I'm not Papa John, 
I just don't understand why it's just like real ingredients, real niggas. I say certain words are not to be are not to be recorded again. This audacity of like you know you're not supposed to do something and you're going to do it in a medium to get recorded and to get shared out with other people. I just don't. I know, I know. He already made Hotep's mad by beating up Deontay Wilder three times, and so. They're gonna be even more upset now once they're I did see it. I did say a tweet so that now we can do about it because we already sent our best hitter. If he Oh, he got he got knocked out. <laughs> so I'll go to you, Trouble, because there was this conversation. I think to me, I sent a video to this week in my supremacy. And it was around like artists. Like, you know, he's singing a song. You know what I'm saying? In this song, the rapper is saying nigga. You know what I'm saying? And it was kind of a thing where they were asking, I don't know, did you see that video? Where they were asking, like, the white people, like, do you say nigga when the song is? And they'd be like, well, if I'm by myself, I kind of maybe say it under my breath a little bit. Your artist, do you think about that? If you, you when you use the N-word, do you think about, do, as you as a rapper using the N-word, is that giving white people permission to say it? I don't think it's ever giving white people permission to say that shit. Ever. It's just like... You know what I'm saying? No matter who you're around, you know that that word is off limits. You know that we say it to express ourselves. Just listen and enjoy. It's what's so hard about that. You know what I'm saying? And then just, you know, if you don't know, now you know, nigga. He's black today? He said his dad was his dad or mama black. No, Logic took a very interesting take on that. No, because he had this conversation. He's like, yeah, I'm that is yeah, yeah, he's not black. He's biracial. He, him and Safe Steel should have a podcast. So, um, we're going we, we to keep it moving. Um, basically, uh, hey, man, man. And to, um, um, Virginia had mentioned that. We have an education um, documentary. You can say what I want to say. Um, it's called Student Voices. Yeah, please listen to yourself. You can go to studentvoicespa.com and watch our documentary. And we had a whole education conference last week, five days. And it seemed like it was a lot of teacher on student white supremacy that happened this week. You had mentioned the one story where a teacher, I guess he said that the students... Um, were dressing like Dr. Dre. They were looking like criminals. Um, he's a principal in Texas. Um, that's actually just fucking up today, man. Like the, today, we just got to have an episode on Texas. Texas is wild, but it says the principal's name is Anthony Levecci. But he was caught on video last Thursday complaining about how black students were dressed for 90s throwback day. It's embarrassing. It's frustrating. Now, 90s throwback day. So, of course, they're going to look like Dr. Dre. It's the 90s. I mean, come on. Um, he said, it's embarrassing. It's frustrating. We have people posing for pictures looking like they're Dr. Dre from the 90s. I'm not sure if that's the look we're going for. It doesn't make our school look good. Um, he said that these students look like criminals. And Don't, like. This is what happens. Yeah, we have all the touch. When you have all the touch people in charge of children. Black and brown folks. Black and brown children. And not only out-of-touch people, but people who have a vested interest in etiquette, which is deeply rooted in white supremacy, which is deeply rooted in anti-black uh, behavior and not recognizing that our culture is dignified, historic, expressive, artistic, and to be celebrated. So when you have these people in front of a school dealing with black and brown children, 
These are the comments that are par for the course. Right. And just like you said, here are students having fun. We're going to have a 90s throwback day. What you trying to, bro? Trying to make school fun, right? Let's go to school. Let's have a 90s throwback. And so, you know, the 90s was baggy clothes, you, you know, the jerseys, the different things. Now, all of a sudden, like when you, and that was one of the students said, okay, because we're representing black culture from the 90s, why does our culture have to be all, equate us looking like criminals? You know, why does it have to be that way? You know why? I'll tell you why. Because, what's his name? Anthony Bazzetti? Anthony yeah. Lavetti. Lavetti. Lavetti got bullied by all the kids that, that <laughs> he was dressing like, and he had flashbacks. I remember when Laquan did that shit to me. Fuck that nigga. Which thing it is made. It's missing with a lizard. I heard happening. I bet you, I bet you he was a victim of what I used to, I used to say, catch it pack. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, yes. This is high school. It doesn't matter. No, yes, it doesn't. There's no statute limitation on catch it slapping. Hey, okay, when somebody comes out trying to cancel you. That person, like, see, I was that. I was yeah, that. I mean, I allegedly, I used to have ketchup packets in my head. People would say. In the back of the neck. People who were there would say you did what? They would say I did that. <laughs> so, a piece of the purpose of putting ketchup on somebody's back. It ruined their outfit. You slap that. That was violent. Yeah, that was wild in high school. <laughs> allegedly. So, shout out to these students. They actually had a sit-in. The teacher, the, the principal apologized. You know what I'm saying? He said he 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 shouldn't have treated him like that. He said it won't happen again. Uh, but yeah, they did What's the accountability like? What when is it that these apologies aren't enough? Because we just had here in Pittsburgh a principal called students the N word. Yeah. Like when is the that's not acceptable to me? Well, um, in North Carolina, like assimilation. That is the issue. People look at education like assimilation. hundred percent. And so that is why there's very rarely accountability from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We look at education as this stripping of black and brown identity for this white American identity. And to etiquette training, you know, like you're going for a status quo. We have all this critical race theory backlash right now because mm -hmm. we're trying to force these kids not to be black, not to be brown, but to be some type of other that it's just tolerable. It's, it's interesting that you say that, Miracle, because it kind of, you know, it made me think about, like, that's probably why what happened to the young girl in New Jersey happened to her, right? Because there was a story that came out of New Jersey where um, they said a teacher was accused of uh, ripping this young girl's hijab off of her head, right? You're saying your hair is beautiful. Right. You saying your hair is beautiful. You don't have to wear this a job. Um, you know, the girl's family said that this teacher forcibly removed um, her job from her head. This is a seven year old girl. Mind you, don't put your hands on my daughter first, though. This is a student in second grade. You know what I'm saying? Um, the student felt humiliated, traumatized. Um, and and so um, the, you know, shout out to um, what, what's the sister's name? Ibtihad uh, Muhammad. Ibtihaj Muhammad, who's an Olympian, she's a fencer, somebody that you know, they, did, they did the Barbie doll of her, you know what I'm saying, really celebrating, you know, um, 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 Muslim women, Muslim black women. And so, um, you know, the teacher is saying that, oh, I, I thought she had a hoodie on. And I think, come on, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, like, if you, this isn't the first day of school. You know that this child is a Muslim child. You're in New Jersey. This child is in your school. But as I'm saying, like, we've been in school for two months. 
by now, you know, this little girl, if she's wearing her job, she's wearing her job every day. You know what I'm saying? She's not wearing a job on Wednesdays and then Thursday she's just wearing whatever. And even if she had it, you know a hijab from a hoodie. Well, maybe she, you know, but I, I think it goes into like what Miracle said. You want to strip her. No, you want you want to strip our, our, our culture away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you know, speak English. You know, it's this whole thing where you know, some Mexican people will be speaking Spanish and they're like a white person will go crazy. You're in America. You got to speak English. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, your parents came over here speaking German and uh, whatever other language, you know what I'm saying? Like, why all of a sudden we they Italian everything? Why we got to, we can't celebrate our own cultures? But it, it kind of has that idea. Of, no, it, it's, it's, right. Here's the irritating part about that. Spanish is the most commonly spoken language in the United States of America. That's actually the most commonly spoken language on, the, on these three continents between Canada or countries, between Canada, North America, Central America, and South America. Like, you know what I mean? So on this entire, you know, plate, this tectonic plate, Spanish is the most common spoken language. Don't tell me not to speak Spanish, nigga. Don't speak English around me. But it's like, why can't, like, if we can celebrate St. Patrick's Day, like, why can't I bring my culture, like, when it's a celebration of my culture, when I bring my culture into these white spaces, all of a sudden it's like, weaponized you know it's like i'm I'm a criminal i'm wrong you know i gotta try to take it off her head you know oh you're in america now you don't need a hijab you know you just you know just they, let, let your hair just beautiful it's like no no this is this, you know, I think something, just just building off that real quick i seen something the other day a friend of mine um posted up she she black woman gave up everything and moved to mexico she said fuck it i'm done with the states and moving to mexico she posted up an interesting factoid that the Mexican government recognizes 68 languages spoken in Mexico, and most of them are indigenous and First Nations people languages. And they recognize dialects of each one of them. And never do you hear someone walking around Mexico saying, you're in Mexico, speak Spanish, because they recognize the cultural, you know, the, the, just the, the, the cultural spectrum of linguistics. And that is something that's so interesting to highlight your point where these people's parents came here speaking Czech and Polish and Italian and German and Dutch and, you know, all these other things. And that's fine. Yeah. But the moment you hear Spanish, which is the most commonly spoken language that you're going to hear until you go to China or Asia, where you're going to hit, you know, any of these offshoot Asian languages, that's a problem for you. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Well, we did have one teacher actually face some repercussions, uh, Farouk, when the teacher in North Carolina um, resigned after telling black students in her class that they would be her field slaves. Fire for that. Fire for that. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, what <laughs> makes you think that was okay to say if to not a group for of children? If not, it says one of several recent racial incidents at this charter school in North Carolina. This is one of several. But just imagine, this is an eighth grade English teacher had black students raised their hands on Constitution Day and told them they would be her field slaves without the Constitution. First of all, that's entirely not true. One, that's just not a fact. The Constitution didn't uh, uh, abandon slavery? Like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, she kept slavery in order for there to be voting rights uh, <laughs> to keep the South from succeeding. I don't understand people don't understand how the three-fifths compromise actually gave the South power through the U.S. House of Congress. And it basically said 
that you keep your field slaves and will let you vote and have a, a counterbalance to a Senate. Like, I do not understand. People don't understand why this is so easy. Get them. Man. To get. Get them. Embarrassing. Jack, anything needs to know. I'm telling you, run the thing. I feel like we should have run the thing Friday. I like and um, you should just not be able to get arrested for people who deserve to have a like a fair one on Fridays. Like a, that's what I think we need because clearly somebody did not get the like run up, get done up memo. <laughs> and I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm perplexed. It's, it's bothersome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely wild that, you know, and just like you said, just the audacity of a teacher to have all the black students raised. <laughs> It's like, you know, Roe versus Wade for what? Brown versus Board of Education for what? Like, you're going that you have these educators who more often than not are Karens, more often than not are, you know, har harbor and just expel these, this racist verbiage in front of these black and brown students. There should be a racial litmus test. There should be a critical race theory that gets taught at schools. There should be an anti-racism training. Why doesn't anybody do that? I'm not proud because people don't want truth or mask in their lives so i don't or masks yeah. that would be so that would be so effective you know what are the there should be an organization that does that if only we knew of one if only we knew from organizations that could teach you of only we knew one inward and during class of only if we knew of one organization who could that be i know or that radical black lead or Maybe, yeah. Those really divisive niggas. You know? Oh, that's right line. The radical black organization. No, it's really divisive. There's divisive niggas. Those are the branded men. That's how we're getting on our on our shirts, on the back of our shirts. It's really divisive. They cannot one say nigga. Cannot one say nigga. We need a 23 and I'm like, no. what if somebody said we can have a color cue of like, who can say nigga at our staff organization? So we can just like line all of us up and be that's clever. Almost like the brown paper bag test, but in reverse. But that what the, can Sean King say nigga? Did Sean Everyone black excellence are on our Karen of the Sean King can be a black excellence. He's he's not we let, let, let's move to our Karen because it's, it's interesting. We can get our Karen ready because what's funny is this same school God made you this way. If you read this article, this listen, God and Beyonce leave them out of stuff. This same school said um, that uh, there was a group of black students that were talking about how racist it is to compare black people to monkeys and a teacher happened to walk by and allegedly told the students, it's okay, you're all my little monkeys. Whoa. And so I'm saying same, the same school, the same. Wow. <laughs> as a parent like that day i go to jail it says that a white student also in the same school called a black student a monkey the black student reported the incident to the teacher and the teacher said it was fine we're all a little bit racist thank you for this. wow yeah i mean hopefully more out of that but teacher because everyone's i'm not racist i'm not like, well, it's all of it. We're all of it. But, but it is, it is, you know, kind of going to our Karen, like, but I get told. I, what is this? Texas. I, I, we don't, we don't wonder. No, this was North Carolina. Yeah. What I wonder, though, is it like. The Texas University of North Carolina. Yeah. It, 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 it's in all the school books. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. It does seem like Monkey is making a comeback. I don't, I don't wonder, like, is there a board 
Is there like a racial slur board where people kind of get together and you know, like, this is what we're going to use? Because it seems like Monkey's making a comeback. Um, and our Karen of the Week. Um, well, well, are we going to get to our Karen of the Week? Or are we going to discuss like the costume? Let's do both. I think we could just, yeah, we could definitely. Let's go our Karen of the Week first. Let's go because <laughs> our Karen of the Week was had a problem with some movers, and those movers are black. And of course, her first instinct was to be racist. And not only the uh, instincts, animal slurs. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. Uh, she can't get out, can she? And San Rafael, California, this is where I'm hungry. Mucky, look at that. Are you fucking ready? We can ask the man. Just called the African-American driver a monkey. I, 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 are you are walking between it though. Uh, yes, the <laughs> guy is thinner than she is. You know what? Watch out. You. What's wrong with you? Okay. Right. Yeah. You're holding the CYT for the white. The garbage bag. The young turd. Oh, right. In that truck. The rules I went with. We can pull that. one more on. Can you, you, can you, can you, can you rewind it to the beginning, John? Can you, like, like, just push play, just push play. She's been attending your word. Frick, all she has to do is write her phone. get out, can she? And why didn't Raphael tell you? not even her boss. She could tell you what I'm forward and lady. I was looking at that. Saying Raphael. She said she couldn't get in. Maybe she's a thicker girl. Maybe she's like, well, maybe she's like me. She had need a little more room. But she says she can't even get out, so it's not even her car. I don't know. She put mad emphasis in that monkey, though. She put yeah, she, man, like, she said that shit. Right, right? Monkey, you're monkey. I'm falling on the sidewalk with assault. I'll call him cop. Get that money. Get that money. That's I'm glad was assaulted verbally. So uh, Halloween is coming up, and apparently because of Halloween, um, there's a new costume that people decided to produce, and that is the Karen costume. That you can dress up as a Karen now um, on Halloween. Instead of this just being prompted, one? What'd you say? I said instead of just being one? I, oh, yeah, you can put the, you know, you can put the, the hair on, the glasses on. And so there were a lot of black people that were upset. So first of all, what do you all think about a Karen costume on Halloween? Miracle had a great take on it. We missed our Dave Chappelle conversation. Oh, we missed that. that. We, I mean, we were on fire today, though. Okay. You, you want to go back to Dave? I want you go ahead and say your wrong opinion about the Karen costume first. I don't have a wrong opinion. I was going to echo your sentiment. Go ahead. You say it. No, I'm, go I'm, ahead. I'm it. Speech. You already gave me credit, so go ahead. Still my thunder. Go ahead. Hey, you say it. You say it. Miracle said that. What did you say? Something about black people and. Yeah, I think it's not funny. Like yeah, people right. always like to laugh at black folks' misery, and this costume is not funny. You're like these people are literally terrorists, and like how we wouldn't want people to dress up as like, the Taliban or you know Nazis. We shouldn't want people to dress up as these Ken and Karen because they're weaponizing state violence against people. And I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some idiot black person who's gonna dress up as Karen too. And this goes for them as well. So not everything is meant to be funny or a joke. But I'm pretty sure Dave Chappelle would disagree with me. 
But that's what I would say. Can we also give a PSA that, like, you know, I think we should do this every year. If you wear blackface, that's fine, but just don't be upset at the consequences afterwards. It's not fine. Yeah, it's not. It's not fine. No, I mean, I mean, like, don't be upset. You get fired. Don't be upset. You get your ass whooped. Don't be upset. Because you brought up Dave Chappelle, like, what is your Dave Chappelle take, Miracle? Because you brought that. Okay, no, because you want you wanted to start. Go ahead. What is your day? I didn't have a say. Yeah, you are so, oh my God. So, one of the things you're going to lie to me? You're, you're, you, I asked you to educate me. I asked you to educate me. <laughs> you were, look, we about to, about to cancel John about tickets out there. You were, so we were asking, right? Because going back to John Gruden, and we just go rewind uh-huh. because I think you brought it up. So, I think it's important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were saying that because John Gruden didn't get fired, when he talked about black people, mm-hmm. what got fired when um, the remarks came out that there were homophobic remarks, that that proved Dave Chappelle's point. That is what, Dave what proves Dave Chappelle's point is all you bootlicking black people who literally sit there and say, oh my gosh, just give him a second chance. Uh, what was it? John Whitlock, whatever his name is, had a whole show. Doesn't matter. Had a whole show about how it wasn't that big of a deal. And this is just football. Right. It's all y'all allow people to get away with being racist. Even Dave Chappelle himself was hanging out with Joe Rogan, who people called white supremacists, adjacent. All these type of people. So you can't get mad and say, oh, my gosh, when when I say something homophobic, all the gay people, you know, come together and rally to get canceled when black people don't do the same things. Y'all allow whether it's six nine, whether it's these these white women out here black fishing, always being consult, uh, you know, uh, uh, co-signed by some black man, male rapper, y'all allow or woman because I think it was Nicki Minaj that was just in the video. With well, you know, she be fresh, well, she be going through something right now, so like you know, she's a she's like she's an outlier. So we're just gonna you know we're, we're gonna, canceling Nikki. We're gonna hope we're gonna wish and pray for Nikki that to define. To yeah. find her when she's going Nikki, to what? She has some issues. Nikki has some issues. Yeah, we're going to pray for her. We're going to pray for her. her to find her. Really? And that's my point, man. I'm so hurt by Nikki, man. I'm so hurt by Nikki. But we're talking about Dave Chappelle. Let's not. And I feel like my thing is it's not about punching up or punching down. It's like, why Damon Wayans? Do you feel like you're, you're enslaved because you can't make fun of gay people or you can't make fun of queer people or you can't right. make fun of disabled people? What about your your art and your your genius and your intelligence is so limited that you can't write jokes that don't make fun of folks. Why can't you just look at yourself and make a joke? Like, I love Cat Williams. I love all these other people. You know, we were talking earlier, um, what was his name? I said, if he was here, he would, uh, milk and cookies. Bernie Mac. I think Bernie Mac would be thriving right now if he was still alive. Because he had brilliant commentary and it was a great comedian and he wasn't a shop job. I feel like right. a lot of these comedians use shop as their selling tool because they have nothing else going on for them. And for Dave Chappelle to like for the sports special now, like goddamn, the sports special to be like, I just can't make fun of the games. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And you can, and it's, and you know, whether it's a black kid in a monkey suit or a monkey costume or, you know, a fried chicken picture KFC for the, the show Solidarity of Black People, we can push and get things changed if we are united. 
what we are not. And then we look at Jewish people being united, we look at gay people being united, yeah. Asian people being united, and we get upset. Did you hear a hotel? No. Being united. No, I think, I think she's real. We're, we're, div we're divided and we allow people to disrespect us. That's what I would say. We couldn't even stop wearing Gucci for like uh, uh, 30 okay. days. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we couldn't even do that. I, I we, think, I think we met Gunna listen to Kanye for one day and y'all couldn't even do that. Couldn't even do that. Yep. Yep. So I think I think this that 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 album done at twelve o'clock and by twelve oh five you ever listen to three songs. What Donda? Yeah. So I think I think no, I think you make a great point. And I think like I love playing it. I also thought um some of the conversation because it seemed like, you know, um watching the Dave Chappelle special, it seemed like Dave Chappelle was, you know, he was he was talking about um the LGBTQIA community as being a community that was white. And I think like what a lot of what I saw from a lot of black, gay, and trans people where they felt that they were being erased, you know what I'm saying? And I think, I mean, be specific. If you're gonna say this is specifically about white gays, right, or 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 or, or, or white trans people or whatever, but because you're you're talking about a whole community that there are also black people that exist in their community, there are brown people, there are all all different colored people that exist in their community. But he was talking about it in the sense of that that was a, a completely white community. And I think that was one of the issues that I saw people have mm -hmm. um, um, in, in, in conflating that. Yeah, you know, is Dave Chappelle brilliant? Absolutely. Like, and I think that once again, I think you can say he's brilliant and have I cracked up at Dave Chappelle's comedy? Of course. But also say, hey, but also be critical. Just like we can say, man, Kanye's a talented artist. But, you know, as soon as this dude puts a hat on, like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Putting all that red cap, we going home. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, think, I think we can... My thoughts, my thoughts when I was watching Dave Chappelle shit was, like, it pointed out the conversation that needs to be had about, like, gender versus sex. Because I feel like a lot of old heads have that confused. Because they, they think that... Because he kept saying this, um, gender is a fact shit. I'm like, it is not. Because we can't look at someone and be like, oh, this is your gender. All we're seeing is what we perceive their sex to be. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, sex is scientific. Gender is determined by the person who feels that shit. And they're the only ones who can define that. You know what I'm saying? So when we're looking at someone and assuming their gender, we have to realize that we are completely out of our jurisdiction because we don't feel that shit. We don't feel what's going on on the inside of that person, how they feel inside we can only see what their physical makeup looks like you know what i'm saying i i looked at this special go ahead that was a great point i just also want to say when he said everybody gets birth through a vagina um no because there's also c-sections you idiot so i just also wanted to follow up on treble's point but also i think it is on the sunset strip but richard Pryor, for everyone who is so like Oh my God, Dave Chappelle is so brilliant with his joke. That joke is a Richard Pryor joke about you can make fun of gay people but not black people. So I would I would encourage people to go watch Richard Pryor's earlier. On the sunsets, yeah, on the sunsets, it'd be great. I think it's on the sunset and maybe the here and now. But I remember I think I remember him being in the black suit. Um, so on the sunset, he was in red. He was in red on the sunset. Uh, anyway, that's what it is. But also, like. This does not affect Dave's life at all. Why? Not at all. Like, literally, it's like the, the worst of like Boosie. It's like, I don't know why Dave Chappelle and Boosie have going on, that every time something gay happens, they have to speak on it. But, like, move on. 
that's it. That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I mean, I I look at it as Dave being from an older generation, kind of like what Trouble just said. Um, I think Dave highlighted the point that there's a lot of conversation that needs to be had. Um, and I think he was poignant in doing so. Uh, now, whether you could say in retrospect, was it the best way to do it? I'm not going to sit here and say one way or the other. Uh, I'm looking at it as, did I laugh during the comedy special? Yeah. Did I laugh the whole time like I did in the prior ones? Nah. Um, I know, like, I came from a specific era. Jasira, you came from that same era where we laugh at a lot of that shit. And we still will laugh to this day if they are uh, the jokes. And I, and I had asked the question, could In Living Color be out today? Could Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer do Men on Film today? Could they do a lot of that? Then I don't think it would be received as well. Um, because the TT on Instagram? That is Dave Chappelle. I mean, that is in Living Color. It's not funny, though. No, no. It's not funny, but it's still... That person is. It's still black comedians. Well, that's Wanda. That was Wanda. There's, that Pat, was... there's, the, there's the, the Pat Lucky. There's... I don't know what that is. There's a... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Those people. The same that... I don't, I don't, it's not the same comedy because I, I don't believe that it's the same comedy because what Men on Film did, Men on Film was two cis straight men making fun of gay people critiquing film. Well, I mean, I don't know if you could, maybe, 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 like I said, I, I, you know, it was more, I don't, I didn't necessarily see it as personally as making fun of them. It wasn't making fun of them. It was when it was like true. I said, I'm not, I'm red gay. I kind of, I kind of parents like, don't write crappy ass TV specials with bad wigs for y'all to sit there and say you can't run a trope on TV. Because clearly y'all watching the pilot here. Can I say something? What? That's a hell of a statement. Have you not seen <laughs> I'm not laughing. That's a hell of a point. And I think, like, you just like you said, um, my, I, I would say, first of all, like I said, I thought Trouble's point was really powerful. I've never yeah. heard it put that way. Meaning, but that, 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 that's, that's a I've conversation that us as cis straight men don't really comprehend. hundred percent. So thank you for that, Trouble, because you gave me a new perspective. Um, I also think, like, the whole story about the white trans woman you know, it's kind of that thing of like, oh, I had this friend. You know, like, like it's something that white people do all the time. I have, I have this black friend, friend. yeah. Friend. That's what I'm thinking. And here's me and this black friend. And so obviously, if I care about this one black person, you know, then obviously I can't be racist because look at me and my black friend. We're on Instagram together. We're hugging each other's children. And that just, that doesn't. You know, that was, that was the one time I was watching it. I was like, Dave, you're smarter than this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, you're, you're better than this one right here. Like, uh, you're, you're, you're mascotting somebody at this point, And that's uh, not a hundred percent. Like, the because one- that's the whole reason you quit the Chappelle show is because you felt like you were being mascotted by Comedy Central to co sign racism. Yeah, I mean, you felt like you didn't know, like, were these people laughing with you or at you was one mm-hmm. of the things that he mentioned. And, you know, he is the person, like he said, he is the person that walked away. Um, but the question, and I, and I think, I think ultimately, uh, I, you know, Dave Chappelle is, he is the number one stand-up comedian on the planet. You know what I'm saying? He is, like they said, according to Netflix, they said Sticks and Stones was the highest viewed uh, um, comedy special that they ever had. And so I think it goes back to like Miracle's first point. It's a lot going on in our community. It's a lot you can use your platform for. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not the person, I don't write jokes, but it's like, 
if, if we're all, all eyes are going to be on you and you basically take 75 to 80% of your episode and dedicate it to like going at LGBT. I mean, to me, it's like, you kind of like, come on, bro. Like we got like, like why not utilize that time to make some jokes and break some stuff down about how we should be more organized, how we should be more unified, how we can come together more if that's what you really want to see. You know what I'm saying? And so I just, it, you know, when I watched, I just, like you said, once he got to that part, he's telling his long story about the, the white trans woman and, you know, rest in peace to her and her family. You know, we, we don't. Definitely. You know, that was, that was. An yeah. We definitely don't want to, you know, um, you know, cause she, she died, whatever, but it was just like, come on, bro. Like, why don't we come together you know, I just felt like, you know, like I said, who am I to say Dave Chappelle could have utilized his time better? But I, that's kind of how I felt. Like, bro, like, let's come together. Like, use that. You you got the platform. You got all eyes on you. I just felt like it was like you had a score to settle, and you basically used this to try to settle your score. Yeah, it, that's me. Yeah, like, settle your you told me about it, and you said. Now we have a. We talk. Oh, talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I like because because, like, I'm going to tell you why Why I hit a what? Miracle. Why I hit a leech. You should insert when you three ask me outside. Okay. Look, kill me up, Classy You ain't coming back in. That's what? That's yeah. hilarious. But, but why I did that? <laughs> All right. That is me. Can you call it? was what? Hold on up. The reason you caught it was what? He said it sounded like a response. Yeah. Like, then I was like, it did it. I was kind of like, it fell, particularly the end of it, it fell flat for me. And I kind of felt like I wanted to know, was it just me? I was like, he seemed like he had a beef. You know, it was like, it was like his response. It was like ether or takeover, whatever, whatever. And I just fell flat to me. And so I wondered if it was just me. So I hit him up like, did you see this? Because it wasn't as funny as I'm thinking, like this, the closest, the end, this is like his finale. I thought he was going to go out there and do a 360 dunk and it was going to be, and it just fell flat. I thought the line was funny. Like, I, in context of the, the delivery, the, the premise, the theme of the show, I was like, oh, okay. But did I like, ah, like, was it kicker in the pussy? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. That's the Dave Chappelle punch. That's the Dave Chappelle grip. I was saying, be clear. Yeah, that's the that. Everybody walked away. No, it was like, it's Dave Chappelle breaks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, these are Dave Chappelle. It wasn't that. It wasn't. I'll no. no. I'm like, oh, okay. I was okay. wondering. Yeah, I was wondering if it was just me. She said she cried hearing the story and it touched her. So, like, yeah, there are people that the show is resonating with in a positive way. Yeah. But it was just like, I don't get it. Sir, like all the stuff going on in the world, did I'm smart And of you know, when when he told the story, I mean, and I, I know this is probably a horrible reaction. When he kind of told the story, I was kind of like, well, that's not funny. Like, why are you? I don't you know. What I mean? Like, yeah, not, like this woman killed us. Like, why? Like, I was wondering. Like, wait, is this? I thought this was the comedy show, so it was weird to me. It seemed weird. It seemed like a weird. Place. And I'll tell you what, when he said her response was to the carpet master drapes and she was like, I have hardwood floors, I thought that was hilarious. That was a great response to that shit. Am I the only one thing that was funny? I mean, I bet. That was funny. That's that was funny, funny to me. That's funny. 
But like, no, I agreed with. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mary. No, you're good. You need to talk. I was just gonna say I agree with Farouk about like he's smarter than that. The whole time I was watching the show, I'm like, come on, Dave. Like, I actually would love to have a conversation with Dave because it's like, bro, like you're a thinker. I know you are. Think a little bit harder. You know what I'm saying? Think about this. Have you added this to your mix? You know what I'm saying? Because it's clear that he's missing a lot of points, and I see how like the whole second half of it definitely seemed like a response to cancel culture. It was almost like he was saying like cancel culture is what killed my friend. So now I'm here to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and to me, sticks and stones was that it was like, that was a much better response to cancel culture than what this but, was. But, yeah. The question I would ask though, is when do we have that discourse about this internet bullying and how like anybody can be subject to a target, even within your own community, like think about how brutal black Twitter is to like black people. Like, that's a lawless land. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the moment you go against the grain on Black Twitter, if you say something like, I don't know how to play spades, you get dragged, right? Or what? The you? Listen, I mean, I don't have Twitter. I don't have Twitter, but I'm just saying, like... Do you know how to play spades? I don't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. That's well, why I'm talking about it. Like, you know, that within everybody's, these little internet communities that don't exist in real life, it's just this digital echo chamber. Everybody is kind of, like, subjected to get dragged and some people who don't have the wherewithal to just close the screen or dash your phone away get hurt but, but, but i think once again i think that's a separate conversation that's right like, and, and to go to miracle's point if you said like what are the principal things that like we should be thinking about that's not in my top 10 to be honest right. with them it's a mad stuff that black people are having to deal with that's just not high on that list now i guess you know he you know people have came at him and wrote think pieces about him and more people are probably on this one. And so I guess he uses that as fuel for his comedy. Like, and that, and that's basically what he did. He kind of was like, okay, this is for all those people that keep trying to cancel me or write think pieces about me. Cool. But I, then it becomes like, like what I, what I, what I liked about him as a comedian, like you said, like a Richard Pryor or Chris Rock is they're kind of commentating on what's happening in the world. Not necessarily like this is about him. You know what I'm saying? I kind of wanted you to come and make a commentary on other things that was happening, but it was very personal to him, obviously. And it was about people canceling him and him, him feeling like he had to defend himself. So we ain't going to hear a lot from him, I guess, according to what he's saying. So I guess we'll have to see just next or whatever. I just want to say, because the comments, you know, Farouk, you know, disclosing him, I play spades. I did suggest a space teaching tournament and was trying to do it for one hood day, but it was uh, shot down. So if y'all want us to know how to play spades, you know, and have a spades tournament, you know, Black people only because, you know, Black people have to teach Black as a gatekeeper, Blackness, you know, hit us up. You know, Saturday, you know, we would like, I, I want, I'm down for a spades because I don't know how to play dominoes, right? That's what I want. I want to know how to play dominoes. But it's math. do like, you know, a, the, a black game day, like how you play Uno the correct way, not reading the rule book, because you can draw two and draw four until you get to color. You know, Uno don't know how to play their own game. But, you know. Would be asked a great question. Will it be a judgment freeze? <laughs> no. Man, I don't think it's a big difference for. What the hell's wrong? I don't, tough love is still love, right? And sometimes... People say it as judgment, but really it's like feedback, criticism. 
Well, no, I don't want you looking at me like that. So you put your titties back on because I like this. I told you I would teach you how to play space and you didn't want to. So, so Miracle, if you know, and we haven't, I don't think we made an official announcement that we have this new space. I know people have seen it on the Power Hour. Farouk was there last week. We have a new space. We have the black box. And so I like the idea. So maybe let's put a date on the schedule. Let's have a game night. Let's have a game night at the black box. We can have a lot of those other girl men calls and, and we can't drink. No, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'll be honest with yeah. you. That, that doesn't sound like a fun time to me. Game night? That's what I No, that doesn't sound. Spains and dominoes or something? Oh, my goodness. None of that sounds entertaining to me at all. That's too many people. We can limit it because no COVID. Still, how many people do you want to have over? I mean, game, I mean, what what'd you think? Spanks, oh, it's it's a That's too many people. Four people is too many? The only thing I enjoy do. The only thing I enjoy is like a group thing is the cinema. Get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> oh my god. I wasn't even thinking about oh my. Not that yeah. about that. So let's I like so maybe Farouk won't be there, Miracle. I like the idea of game night, having some, you know, some snacks. Yeah, like I don't play board games inside chess. That's the only board game I play. We, so. Okay, we can have chess there, bro. We can have a chess board, we can have dominoes, we can have spades. We can have, you know, whatever, whatever other card game folks like to play. You could be our designated chess master. You know what I'm saying? We could be like, who can beat Farouk? I mean, that's probably a lot of people can. But have you ever seen oh, that damn. meme where it's like, I like to go out in public than be upset when other people be here? That's how I feel. Like, I, mean, I love being outside, but I just hate seeing other people. Like you. That's that introvert. And then also, Farouk, you know, you can always go to the office. If, you know, you can just. Dip to the office, get your re refill on or whatever, re-energize, and then just come back to the game night. What's that? Well, I could just go home. So, how about do you have our book, Miracle? Do you have our book? Oh, book of the week. Can White we page. match? Can, yeah. we, can we put it up so we can match? Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Use your other hand. Use your yeah, 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 yeah. right hand. Right hand. Right. Right. Okay. Wait for revolution. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Search hot. Stokely Carmichael, also known as Kwame Ture. Ready to <laughs> It's not Ready for a Revolution. It is um, his autobiography. Isn't that Kirk Franklin song? Ready for a Revolution. Woo, woo. Ready for a Revolution. Woo, woo. Yeah, that's it. I know. I need a little bit of gospel. Come on. Come from Kirk Franklin. He's a point addition. the less. Put their terms together right now. It's like fire. So this is our book. It's basically um, GP. Are you with me? Oh yeah, we have a church. We ain't going nowhere. GP. Anyways, this is the book. You should you should get this. Shout out to the Big Little Idea. I tried to go to Whitewell, and they're you know they're expanding, um, so they're closed. So I went to the the Big Idea right down the street, and you know support your local bookstore. And this is a really cool um book. You know, uh, I I still lovingly call him Stokely, but his name is Kwame Teray now. The only Stokely we know anymore is in mint condition. Well, I believe, you know, uh, mint condition? What? Yeah. Definition of man, amazing album. I got you. Got you. Um, So anything else? Last comments? Final stuff? That we I'll be traveling about? next weekend, so for we'll have to 
please make sure you don't kill uh-huh. my dog, y'all. I love dog. I've had dogs. Oh, you're taking dogs now? Okay, so when I travel, I can give you my dog. Well, I mean, I can't. No, I mean, I'm just going to where it may not be. Miracle's dropping T'Challa off with like a safe space for me. Well, you know, one of these days I'll bring Thor in and, um, you know, y'all can kick it with him. He be, he would be super excited. Just don't wear anything that yeah. catch a lot of dog hair because it'd be dog hair all over you. Don't wear black the day I bring Thor into the office. Um, all right, with that being said, that man, was here. extra overtime for this week in white supremacy. So but we needed it. This was, this was the episode we did. I'm, I'm glad yeah. we got into that conversation, you know, got into some nuance, man. So. See y'all next week. Welcome to the whitest house. Slave souls haunt the halls when the light is out. They suck the blood of the poor and they wipe their mouth. The last gas of a world that is dying out. Welcome to the whitest house. Where every room is a tomb that they lie about. Where you can put your filthy feet on the finest couch. And for the right amount, you can even buy.